This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back, folks. We have the Marines out here. They're uh, the U.S. Marine Corps Reserve Toys for Tots. We're trying to collect toys, unwrap new toys or donations to make sure that all of our children in our community are able to experience Christmas. Thank you, sir. Somebody's just pulling up here, and the Marines are out there uh, taking the toys from the truck. It's a beautiful thing when you see that. That is great. So I'm joined by Michael Heck, president and CEO of GNO Inc., and he was kind enough to come on location with me uh, and partake in this weather. Well, it's it's great because I get to get out here and, and get a little tan. Then I'm going to go inside and get my my uh, my the, tips frosted. Your tips and, frosted. Um, just get myself right for the holidays. And so um, for me, this is a this is a this could be bad today. I'm going to tell yeah. you what. This could be on a crash course. I'm, I'm feeling that big null energy today. <laughs> We ought to put him curbside and, and, and have him hustling gifts and hustling cars they, out there they, for they, donations. They would, they would take me out just to make it stop. <laughs> no, but thank you so much for joining us. We, we truly appreciate it. It's a great cause. The Marine Corps uh, Reserve are out here. Their Toys for Tots program. You know, we have some challenges in, yeah. in our metro area, and it's really nice when we are able to make sure that all of our children have the Christmas experience. Well, it, it absolutely is. I mean, you know, as, as we know more and more from experience and not from science, um, not just cognitive but emotional development is so fundamental to kids growing up to be whole human beings, to be complete people. And part of that is feeling valued and loved. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, no what doubt. we're doing here is, is nice and it makes us feel good, but there's a real social purpose to this. And so, um, you know, I, I'm actually after this, I'm going to go by and pick something up and make my contribution right outside H2O. Well, thank you, Michael. We appreciate that. So let's pivot. Uh, we made a trip. Uh, you you coined it, Muhammad goes to the mountain. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so tell sure. us. <laughs> well, in this case, the you know, it was an insurance trip, so the mountain was Lloyd's of London. It was Lloyd's of London, right. In downtown uh, in downtown London. By the way, and they're, they're building it. Anybody in, in London, it's this incredible building where they've placed all the mechanicals outside. So the elevators and all of the wire, everything is outside. So it's a bizarre-looking building. But inside, it really is the hub of the global insurance and reinsurance market. And we went there with Tim Temple, who's the incoming commissioner. And we wanted to hear directly from Lloyd's, or Mohammed in this case, um, you know, what do we have to do in Louisiana to try to moderate our property insurance? Because uh, it's a massive problem. It's not uncommon to see people go from a $5,000 rate to $15,000, $20,000. And, um, you know, people are literally um, being uprooted 
you know, because of this, it, it's as critical of an issue for us, I think, as, as uh, in some ways as crime. And so um, what we heard from them was very, very interesting and actually made me come away feeling more optimistic. The main message that we got from Lloyd's and from everybody that we spoke to there, we spoke to dozens of underwriters and syndicates, was they are not afraid of hurricanes. Lloyd's writes all throughout the Caribbean. Really? What they are terrified of is politicians and lawyers. Wow. Because at the end of the day, what they're doing is math. They're mm-hmm. going to judge the risk, and they're going to price that risk, and they're going to, over time, do fine. They're going to make their return, and they're going to insure markets. What drives them crazy is when our leaders come in and, and do things like changing the law or changing contracts, which throws off their math. Right. Or when, and this is not everybody, but when there are unscrupulous attorneys that come in, like this firm MMA that came out of Houston. Yeah, out of Houston, yeah. Right? That abused the system. Right. And, and, they, that, and they deserve to go to jail. And they deserve to go to jail for a long time. And so what they said to us is that if you can give us certainty and if you can clean up your laws that lead to abuse, you're going to see your rates come down. And uh, I believe that under the leadership of the new commissioner, Tim Temple, and under the governor, Governor-elect Landry, uh, we're going to see some of those laws cleaned up. Uh, And that combined with two other things, which is uh, inflation just coming down naturally, Mm -hmm. the cost of money coming down, cost of rebuilding coming down. And then the last thing is the things that we're doing to mitigate. The Louisiana building code now is almost at the fortified roof standard. So over time, we're going to be reducing our, our risk at the individual level. And so I went into the trip somewhat pessimistic. I really didn't know if we weren't going to need to do something at the national level. But now I'm thinking that we can do things like cleaning up this law that we have in Louisiana that says uh, that after three years, no matter what, the insurance company can't drop you. We're the only state in the nation that has that law. Cleaning up laws like that to create a more competitive environment while still protecting our consumers I, I don't think insurance is going to get cheap here, but I think you're going to see the increases moderate and become manageable. Was there any talk about, uh, obviously, they're on the wholesale side, not on the retail side. Right. Was there any discussion about, you know, the retail side and some of the abuses there? Yeah, there was, um, you know, I, I think that, that what they were basically saying is that uh, we, if we create a more stable environment, you're going to get the more ethical, substantial firms coming in on the retail side and not these fly-by-night firms that effectively were coming in, placing a bet. And if they won the bet, they made a lot of money. If they lost the bet, they went out of business and, and left. And so I think their argument was that you're going to get a better retail experience by creating a better wholesale uh, environment. Um, and, and, I, and I do think it's important to say that nobody is suggesting that there haven't been insurance companies that haven't slow walked, that there has not been uh, abuse where people had to fight with their insurance company. I think like almost everything we talk about on this show, it's a question of how far the pendulum has swung. Mm-hmm. Um, you need it somewhere in the middle where consumers are protected, but insurance companies who are for profits who don't have to do this feel they can come in and make a reasonable return. Um, and if we do this in a way that is comprehensive, it includes mitigation, uh, smart building code. Um, I think that Again, we're, we're not going to be cheap, but we're not going to see the – in look, Orleans, Paris, I see it was 83% increase yeah. at citizens. That's not tenable. 
But the problem here is, in, in, and I've said this before, and, and I'd love to hear your reaction in the aftermath of, of visiting with them, is that what happens in Orleans affects what happens in Jefferson. I mean, we, uh, and, it, and it affects the entire region. So is there any discussion about embarking on a state building code? Well, yeah, so we actually... Especially as it relates to roofs. That seems to be the big number one issue, right? And obviously hurricane strapping or whatever they call it when you have those those metal straps that go right. from the, you know, the roof rafters down to the, the floor plate or whatever um, that make obviously a huge difference. I think Florida adopted that statewide. Correct. No, and, and actually we, we talked a lot about this because Kirk Talbot, who is the head of Senate Insurance, was on the trip with us, and he leads a lot of those laws. The, the new Louisiana Building Code that was passed last year takes us very close to that fortified roof standard. Mm -hmm. So we are, we are almost there. So for new buildings that are coming online, they're going to be at that standard, and that is going to bring down premiums. Then for those people that have existing structures, what Kirk was talking about, as well as other people who are there, Senator Barrow Peacock and Tim Temple, is bringing back another program of grants of up to $10,000 to allow homeowners to redo their roofs but with a fortified roof. And my understanding is that that can bring down your wind premium by as much as 50%. and only cost a few thousand dollars more than a regular roof. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of focus on, um, on reducing exposure, which is really what the insurance companies are scared about, which is just how much is it going to cost them in terms of rebuilding, in terms of legal cost when there is an event. And so if we can do our part to bring that down, Another thing that came out of this, which I thought was fascinating, is there's a lot of innovation in the insurance market. There are a lot of new products that are coming out that are called parametric insurance. And parametric insurance is basically reduces insurance to almost like placing a bet. It basically says, uh, I'm going to place a bet. And that bet says that if I get more than 18 inches of water, or if the wind speeds exceed uh, 60 miles an hour, or if the temperature falls below 20 degrees Fahrenheit, the new insurance company are going to pay me, no questions asked, no adjustment, no assessment. We just have an agreement that if some externally verifiable variable passes a threshold, I get paid. And you might say, well, that seems a little bit rough, a little bit broad brush. But what it does is it disintermediates all of this noise, all of the time. And so the most fascinating product we saw was a company called Floodstick. You can Google it, Floodstick. It's a guy who's worked in insurance forever, really geeky guy, who took a PVC pipe, put a bunch of sensors in it, you put it in your front yard, and you basically make an agreement with them. It says, if I get two feet of water, um, you're going to pay me a quarter million dollars, and I'm going to pay you 5000 bucks a year for that insurance. And if that sensor goes off that you get the two feet, you get your quarter million dollars within hours, no questions asked. And so it was good to see that also at the industry-wide level, they're looking for innovative solutions that could disrupt insurance in a way that could take out, you know, the 40% that's going to, you know, uh, plaintiff attorneys is not efficient. It's not going to the consumer. It's not going to the company. So if we can disintermediate that to some degree, we're going to create probably a more affordable market. But isn't the easiest way to disintermediate that would be a much more proactive uh, and more educated and a more stable adjuster system. Mm. So the adjuster, I mean, it, yes. it seems to me that's the cheapest approach and the most direct approach, one having the most direct impact. 
Well, so there is a problem with adjusters. Uh, they're not enough adjusters. They're definitely not enough adjusters after an event. That then interacts with the 30-day rule, which mm -hmm. is one of our laws that right. says that if you don't get adjusted within 30 days, if you don't get your payout within 30 days, you go to a 50% penalty. And another thing that the insurance companies were saying is that, is that under the most optimistic circumstances, if you have the complication of an IDA or something like that, there are simply not enough adjusters around right. to credibly do this. So, you know, yes, we would like more adjusters, but in the meantime, things like these parametric policies that actually don't even require an adjuster. Right, because, I get it. Um, are, are an interesting, you know, maybe it's a supplement. Maybe you have a basic, basic policy, which is the bare bones that says if my house gets blown down, I'm okay. Otherwise, I'm never going to use it. And then you get a parametric policy that says if I get a little bit of water that's going to get into my electrical, now I have money to be whole. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how this uh, ultimately plays itself out because I, I guess there are a lot of opportunities out there for us uh, to, to kind of change the course, change the culture. Yeah, and, and I just it's just one of these things that I, I think if we do all of these things together, including, frankly, the hardest thing, which is probably a cultural shift, which is not that, you know, I deserve a new roof every 15 years, and that's kind of what the, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, but, I, I, again, just at a general level, I'm somebody who I don't know a lot, but I feel everything, and I was feeling pretty depressed about this before going to London. I'm encouraged that you and said then, you come back, you know, I, feeling I, good about I, it. I see, I see a way through this that's going to result in it's never going to be cheap to live in Louisiana uh, for a whole number of man-made. Or the that, Gulf Coast. Or the Gulf that. Coast. But Florida has done reform. Alabama has done building code reform. There is a way to make it more manageable. Absolutely. So uh, we're getting closer and closer to that January 8th date of the transition to a new administration. I had the governor on the show the other day to right. talk about his uh, accomplishments and about the challenges um, I was struck by, because I went back and counted the number of storms that, that had come through and it impacted us, um, and then natural disasters, then the pandemic, mm -hmm. and kind of charted it out. And it was hard to ever get to a point, I think, for him of governance. Right. Uh, it was always crisis management mm -hmm. and, and how that, that felt. Um, new administration in, control of the House, control of the Senate. Uh, a whole different new landscape. Mm -hmm. it's, um, yeah, it's it's a very different landscape. I do think that um, you know I was talking to I was talking to Governor Edwards the other day uh, at an event, and I said, you know, the fact that you're leaving off with with, with 52 or 54 percent approval rating as a second term governor, let alone a Democratic governor in a Republican state, uh, really is a testament to your political savvy. This is a master right. class. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he, he was steady. He stabilized the state. Um, and I think he gets deserved credit you know, for that. I think with Governor Landry coming in here, uh, what's exciting, and having now just served on the New Orleans uh, committee, is I think he has a, a lot of energy for change. And he's looking around and he's saying, what are best practices? What are the things I can control as governor to really drive positive change? And I, I think that some of those changes are going to be uh, maybe counterintuitive, but positive, kind of like Nixon going to China. You know, there are things that that he can do um, maybe as a Republican governor for New Orleans that 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 John Bell Edwards as a Democratic governor found more difficult to do. Um, and as we talk about the things that can improve 
uh, New Orleans, whether it's instructing Department of Transportation to help with the homeless issue or bringing in Troop N to help with the interstate and New Orleans East and the French Quarter, or that announcement with uh, you know, D.A. Williams on the Superdome floor and, last week. And the announcement of the new uh, interstate bridge being a priority. A exactly. I mean, I think that's a huge thing. This is, um, I think that, I haven't felt that there's been this much alignment and control since first term Jindal. Uh, and how can I say this politely in front of your millions of, of listeners? I do think that there is, let me, okay, just hit the button if I say it wrong. I do think there might be a, a greater integrity of purpose this time. Mm -hmm. How did I do? No, I mean, I, well, I think there's been a concern, right? Uh, some folks, um, you know, I, I always say that I'm fiscally conservative, socially moderate. Um, you're happy, I'm happy. Just don't trample on my rights, you know, or, or others' rights. Um, that we might be going down a path that was going to be very ideologically driven, um, you know, with some of these hot topic issues that, that we have. Uh, and I think that there's been a hesitation and, and a pause for some mm -hmm. folks. What I've seen thus far has been something different. And what I often say is that you campaign in poetry and you govern in prose because you begin to understand the limiting factors that are present that don't allow you to really step that far out one way or the other because you don't control all of the variables that are out there. That's completely true. You know, D.A. Williams is a, is a classic is a, is a example, dramatic example yeah. uh, of that. Um, you know, people have asked me this question a lot and said, you know, every time you went out to Lafayette for that meeting, what was on the agenda? And I said, for the New Orleans committee, uh, the top three agenda items were were public safety, infrastructure and economic development. Um, there was there was exactly no zero. Not, not even like informal discussion sidebar about any of the social or hot button issues. Um, and, and, you know, I think part of it is exactly what you said, that now the governor is going to be governing. I think also, too, if you look at the national landscape, um, I think that both parties have been burned recently by going too far on these cultural issues, and voters have rejected them. They've said, this, you're not representing what's really important to me. And so I'm, I'm hopeful, I'm knocking on concrete, that that message is... is yeah, you can hit my wooden head. Yeah, all right, thank you. <laughs> is, uh, and I got brill cream on my knuckles. Um, it's getting around, and we're going to focus on what people care about, which is putting food on their table. Well, I mean, look, look at leaders of uh, the leading educational institutions in America. They've been immune. <sighs> Until now. They, they, they've enjoyed, like, this uh, unwritten, unspoken of immunity. For, uh, no, for, no, for, no, for a long time. That depends on context. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave on that note. Got to get to a break. 1870. We'll talk about context when we come back. We're at H2O Salon and Spot, 441 Mattery Road. We're joined by the Marine Corps Reserve. We're out here. Uh, we're hustling, man. We, we want to get. Air day. We want to get toys for kids. And we want uh, the two Marines to be able to, because they're going to be there when the kids open their presence and they talk about seeing those special faces, that special time, that special moment, as you so appropriately put, yeah. you know, that this is such an important thing for the growth of our kids to be wanted. What's our address out here, Newell? 441 Metairie Road. Great. 
All right, we'll be right back, folks. Stay with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So, folks, please come on out. Uh, new unwrapped toys um, for Toys for Tots, the U.S. Marine Corps Reserve. They're out here um, dressed in their, in their blues, and, and we are very excited about this um, partnership that we have with them, Michael, every year. We do this every year and thank Holly here at H2O. Uh, she's a big believer in, in this and her clientele here just over the top. I mean, they bring yeah. gifts uh, for, for weeks on end and we're just very excited to be part of this. Well, it's, you know, I think it's particularly important this year, Newell. There, there's so much divisiveness and so much pain uh, in the world. I'm noticing as I'm beginning to go to the Christmas parties now that there's a particular kind of uh, of joy at, at just um, getting back to the simplicity of friendship mm-hmm. uh, and, and yeah. a glass of champagne. And I don't know, there seems to be, it's almost a, people, there's a relief, a relaxing of shoulders as we get into the holiday season. We need it. Uh, and doing stuff like Toys for Tots is, is part and parcel of that spirit. Absolutely. Um, you know, some of our uh, great partners, your great partners, New Orleans and company, uh, they've been recognized for some incredible work that they've been able to pull off and do. Yeah, well, you know, our, my friend Walt Leger does a fantastic job leading that team. They're very, very close partners of, of GNO Inc., all the work we do, also the NOLA Coalition. Um, and so some new recognition just came in, uh, not surprising, but worth talking about during the annual Travi Awards, which are kind of like the Grammys for tourism. Uh, we got the gold statuette for best culinary destination. I mean, at some point, I kind of think it's like Michael Jordan, like in the, in the slam dunk contest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right? It's like, oh, we get this award again? Yeah, I mean, I think they have to just give us a lifetime achievement and just take us out because it's, you know, it's, it's just not fair to Charleston. Um, and then we also got, what else? We also got a silver award for best tourism board. That's well-deserved and good that for that recognition. And then a bronze, a third place for best city destination. And I think what's interesting about that is that, you know, we talk a lot about our challenges with, with, with crime, um, and they're, they're getting somewhat better, but they're still very serious. Um, we still are at the top of the ranks of people's favorite city, domestically and internationally. And, and when I say city, I really mean the region, because 
New Orleans is the brand to the world. And so I think it should just give us even more resolve to get the basics right, to get the public safety and infrastructure issues right, because if we do, then this place blossoms. And the thing about tourism is that it's not just about hotels and, and restaurants. It drives industry. It, it, it drives a convention business. It is the brand that brings people in, and then we can capture them uh, with a high degree of intellect and conversation on our talk radio. Well, it's a city that has the most European feel. There's so many things here that you're not going to get anywhere else. I mean, it's just it doesn't exist, no. quite frankly. I'm going to be broadcasting live from the Natchez on the river Monday. And... Looking forward to that. That's something that you can't, you don't see every everywhere. You know, some cities you go to and you ride in an amphibious duck. Right. You know, which, yeah. You know, here you can get on these huge, monstrous steamboats, you know. It is. I mean, I'm, look, and I'm glad uh, that we're beginning to reclaim the waterfront. Somebody asked me this morning if they thought the River District project was going to go forward. I said, absolutely. It is it's a $1.5 billion private investment on the water. Um, there's going to be some political shenanigans around it, but it's going to go forward. Um, and um, I, I think that us reclaiming the water is incredibly important because it's, it's why we were founded, and uh, we didn't recognize it's one of our core attributes. Now the car just pulled up, dropping off a, a bunch of gifts. Thank you, ma'am. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, it's just a great feel out here. Right? Yeah. No, it is. It's, uh, it's nice to see the, the pleasure that others are getting giving these gifts and then of course because it's the marine corps uh, who does such a fantastic job for us uh defending us uh as a country uh that adds another level of pride to the whole whole process here no doubt we have a special guest uh so our guest today is an old friend uh, old old by association not by age emily egan who i worked with for a long time with idea village one of our key partners in entrepreneurship uh, she's now the director of strategic initiatives at the albert lepage center for entrepreneurship and innovation at tulane university and she's here to talk about the latest iteration of their now venerable annual gno startup report well any old friend of michael heck must be a very understanding <laughs> and flexible <laughs> she she is nice but she is she's tough she's got an incredibly thick skin she's a very tolerant and she and she self-medicates you know not to excess but as needed <laughs> what an entree emily <laughs> welcome to the show <laughs> Well, yes, I don't really know what to do with that information, <laughs> but it is the holidays. I wasn't sure. We're just full-on airing of grievances here. It's fine. Um. And we're not drinking yet either. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little cold out, so I get it. Like, things get a yeah. little bit. <laughs> no, but I'm excited to, to be here. Thank you so much for, for having me. We're, you know, today we just launched the the fifth version of the the gno startup report and i'm excited to talk to you guys about it absolutely uh, i i was telling michael i printed it out last night read through the whole thing thought i brought it with me this morning i'm like where the heck's that report it's 50 something pages long i mean you know i went through the whole exercise i left it right square on my desk so it's uh, it's a long one it's a <laughs> but i tell you i I have to, it was chock full of relevant information that I thought was really revealing. It really is. You know, I think what, what we're excited about with this year is how this is showcasing kind of the resilience of the entrepreneurial community. No doubt mm -hmm. we've experienced some challenges, right? 
and right. um, more, you know, as as everyone across sort of the the country has. But then we have those extra special ones, right? The hurricanes, the the flooding, the the threats of those sort of impending dooms, right? And so what we see in this is we were not sure, sort of, when we collected the data for this year, what we were going to get. We were a little bit concerned. And so, but what we've seen is that we see companies are. Um, are intending to hire. We see people, we see companies are adding more benefits, so that speaks to a maturity level. Just by frame of reference, you know, all of our, you know, core benefits such as medical insurance, paid family leave, 401k matching, they all hit all-time highs this year, whereas in 2019, over 30% of the respondents offered no benefits. And that wasn't because they didn't want to. It's because they couldn't at the time, right, their early stage. And so with this, what you're seeing is these sort of this, this maturity. It also speaks to the need to offer better benefits to attract talent. You know, we also see companies that are accessing more capital, albeit this year at smaller amounts. But that sort of mirrors national trends. Um, with sort of the this great pullback from a venture capital and angel investment perspective in anticipation of a potential recession. Um, and what I will say is we're not immune to it, right? So we're not immune to the, to the economic uh, challenges. So our average revenues did go down by a, just under a million dollars per company. Um, and you saw some, you know, some industries hit a little bit harder, retail, for example. Um, but you also see some really great growth projections in hospitality and mm-hmm. transportation and manufacturing. Um, and so I think that there's, there's, you know, there's certainly areas where we still need to work on. Um, and so it's not all bright and shiny, but at the same point in time, what you have, what you do see is we've been able to weather these headwinds pretty okay. Um, and, but not to the, you know, they are still, you know, the entrepreneurs are still pretty tired. So I don't want to, um, say it's been easy, but it's certainly something that uh, we're, we're, we're cautiously optimistic about how things will go moving forward. Emily, if you would, connect the dots from our listening audience of why when, when we're following this entrepreneurial sector as closely as we are, why that is such uh, so important and a key ingredient to the diversity of our economy. Yeah, well, put simply, they create jobs, right? And so those are um, obviously really important from an economic perspective, and they also generate wealth. Um, And so, you know, really looking at ways that, um, you know, specifically if you look at small businesses, which this year we have divided up some of the charts to compare against high growth and uh, small businesses because both of those communities are within the data set, um, you know, small businesses are going to be those job creators, right? They're going to create the majority of the jobs. And so supporting their growth, supporting their early stage development, but also continuing to support them as they hit that growth stage, which is uh, for both a startup as well as a small business is a really hard sort of stage to kind of navigate through. Um, it, 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 It proves towards that sort of economic you know, strength. Then when you look at industries, right, so that, di- that diversity you mentioned is where, you know, we see positive things that are happening in terms of growth, in terms of hospitality, and their revenues have more than doubled over the past couple of years, and you would think that wouldn't be the case because you, all the time you're hearing about restaurants and bars closing, right? And so you look, you see those positive numbers, but then you also see really great projections for other industries that we're wanting to 
diversify with. So manufacturing, transportation, infrastructure, those really core, ben- those core industries are also very important to, to what we need to do here. And even software, you know, looking at those sort of key things, all of that diversity means we're not putting all of our eggs in one basket, right? We're not yeah. just saying it's hospitality or bust, right? right? So it is how we can make sure that we have this variety that ensures that we can be viable moving forward. The, the, way, the way we think about it at Dano Inc., Emily, is that, is that a healthy, diverse, robust economy has three types of businesses in it. It has, it has existing businesses, those ones that are here, they're committed, you want them to grow. There are new businesses that are coming in. Those are the ones that are going to give us our big ribbon cuttings. And then there are entrepreneurs who are doing new startups. And not all of them are going to succeed, but some of them are going to succeed really big and become the, the latrums of the future, for example. And, and when you have that, yeah. di- that diverse economy, uh, especially in a time of an economic downturn, it's, it's almost like a smoothing coefficient, right? It has, exactly. You know, because not all, uh, you know, are going to go at the same pace, down, up, or otherwise. That's right. You don't want to be over-indexed on any one of those um, diversification, just like with your stock portfolio is right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Got to get to a break. We're visiting with Emily Egan from the Albert LePage Center. Uh, and uh, we will be right back after the break. We're broadcasting live from 441 Metairie Road, H2O Salon and Spa. We've got the Marines out here, folks. Let's not let them down. We're collecting toys, toys for tots, to make sure that all of our children in our community have a present to open on Christmas morning. We'll be right back. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back, folks. We're out here with uh, Staff Sergeant Carlos Moreno and Staff Sergeant Kayla uh, Hevelin. Uh, he- Hevelin, excuse me, said it wrong. Got it right the second time. I apologize. Um, and we're having a great time. Folks are really coming out, uh, dropping gifts off. And in fact, I see my brother-in-law just walked up with some gifts. Thank you, Robert. <laughs> uh-huh. And, um, you know, we uh, 
Got a lot of folks guys stopping by. This is a, a great turnout. We have parish president Cynthia Lee Shang just came up with some uh, gifts as well, and she'll be joining us in the 12 o'clock hour. We're visiting, visiting with Emily Egan, director of strategic initiatives at the Albert LePage Center for Entrepreneurship and Innovation. Emily, what are some of the biggest challenges that we have to overcome to ensure the success of that entrepreneurial community that we said is so important to us? Yeah, so I think, you know, to a certain extent, you know, it's it's kind of continuing a little bit of what we're we're doing, right? So it's not a, it's not necessarily overcoming a challenge, but continuing to look at how we can build more sustainable and by sustainable I mean just like survivable companies, right? And mm-hmm. where we can look at the where those natural opportunities are and build those resources that are that will make it a little bit easier for them. And so one of the things that excites me um, about sort of what you know forward facing is you know, there's so many more resources that the entrepreneurs have now than they even did five years ago, and then there's so much more to come. Um, so there's more funding that they can get. There's the charity redevelopment. There's the LSU Tech Hub um, designation. I was just at the beach at UNO yesterday with our friends at GNO Inc. talking about the H to the future and the work that they're doing in terms of building that innovate an innovative collaborative workspace for for that important work and so you see these really key things that are coming together the the biggest thing will be it cannot be only their responsibility to these initiatives to continue to nurture these companies but it really is the collective effort of supporting them um, whether it be through you know going to your local retail shop utilize becoming customers of these businesses and really helping them through that and then as on the small business side on the high growth side it is really making sure that, um, you know, there's other things that we can't control from an entrepreneurship perspective in terms of New Orleans and the surrounding parishes, in terms of that infrastructure, and making sure it's something that, that companies can hire and attract talent to come here. And more than, more than that, it's attracting companies to move here as well. So adding to that, um, to this entrepreneurial community is also going to be really important. And so those are not insurmountable obstacles, but those are things that um, we're kind of keeping an eye on. Emily, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate it. I, that report, they can, folks can find that where? On GNOStartupReport.com. Uh, it, it's worth uh, visiting for sure, folks, if you want to see a lot of mm-hmm. stuff that's not typically reported. Right, Michael? Yeah, that's right. And I think it shows that we're also we, we've done a good job over the years. And with Emily's work in the past with Idea Village, creating kind of excitement and hype around entrepreneurship. What I like about the work coming out of Tulane that Emily's doing now is that it's also giving us an empirical, more quantified basis, too. And you, you need both, right? Yeah. You need absolutely. the stake and the sizzle. No doubt about it. Michael, final thoughts? <laughs> well, I'm just uh, I'm just uh, excited that I'm kicking off my holiday season here uh, with you, Newell, <laughs> here, you know, and the Toys for Tots and the H2O Salon. And so... Uh, when I get up from this interview, it's I'm all gonna, about the pedicure, baby. Don't don't let him fool you. I'm going to go inside. I'm going to you know I'll, I'll do a tip to toe. I might I might get my get a little color for uh, for the season, and then I'm going to go out and get a new unwrapped toy and bring it over here to H2O Salon and drop it off with our friends uh, from the U.S. Marine Corps with with gratitude for all that we have. Ashley's offered up her tent of green for you. In that is what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's not too much, right? Just a little bit. Just a hello. <laughs> 
All righty, folks. Michael Heck, thank you so really. It, uh, thank you so much for. I know you're busy. We no. really appreciate the fact that you came out here to join us live, and and, and it, it's a lot more, it's a lot more fun that way. And thank you. And and to you and your family. If I don't get a chance to see you, have a great holiday season and a happy new year. To you and yours as well, Noel. Appreciate it so much. Thank Alrighty, you, folks. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Five zero four two six zero one eight seventy on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. We're broadcasting live from H two O Salon and Spot four forty one Metairie Road. We're here with the Marines. We don't want to let them down. We need more toys for the kids for Christmas uh, morning. Um, and uh, we really appreciate all that they do in, in that regard. We'll be right back. Stay with us. We want to thank the Al Copeland Foundation for their participation in this event. They're dedicated to saving lives and ending cancer. The foundation was created to find the cure for the cancer that took Al Copeland Sr. And they found the cure and have saved three lives through their dedication. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.